Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Okay, there we go. Hey there, everybody. Hey now. Hey now. Um, I'm just replying to text messages ever since we launched this launched the contest, and we will talk about that later on. We're not giving out the password right away. We think this is. We're going to make it easy on you. Uh, but I will say this much, because I'm replying to a bunch of texts that we got in uh, from our very first day of this contest to win you guys $1,000, is we're getting people texting a bunch of things before they text the word, or they'll put their name won't count as an entry unless you just text that word. And feel free to text us about other things. That's no problem. But just make sure it's a separate text message with just the word that we'll give you coming up later on in the podcast to win you that $1,000 as we get closer to 1 million downloads. Keep that in mind. We just want to make sure that you're entered. You don't even have to apologize. It's fine. But we just want to make sure that you're actually registered to win that money. Yeah, yesterday was good. We got hundreds and hundreds of entries. And we will give out a new password coming up. On this episode of After 9, I'm going to give Papa John's credit. I don't think I've ever had Papa John's pizza, but they've got Bacon Mania starting this week, and it's going to run right through until Christmas. Three new menu items. You eat bacon, right? You're on the keto diet. Yeah, I've had bacon. I don't love bacon. I'll be honest, but I've had it. I've had it. This wouldn't be for me, but I've had it. Same here. I'm not a bacon person. I, if it's a take it or leave it thing, I'll leave it every single time. Mm-hmm. But here's what they're doing at Papa John's. You can now get the triple bacon pizza. You get smoky bacon crumble, julienne cut back bacon, and smoked bacon strips all on one za. Like, at what point do you put the pizza down and just eat the pig? That's a lot of fucking bacon. Yeah. Per slice, you're getting three different kinds of bacon and lots of it. That's a lot. That's a lot of, you know, people, but you know, you and I, I guess, aren't the prime target here, but there are people who will have bacon on bacon on bacon, and that's no problem. They will eat an entire pack of bacon in one sitting. So there are people who will love this. They're going to cash in big time on the stoned market, I would think, because bacon always sounds good when you're high. Uh, They also have the smoky bacon Parmesan. It has... Let me see if I can say this right. Crusted papagia. Oh. They say that's a flatbread style sandwich with back bacon, fresh onions, sliced smoked bacon strips, and a creamy ranch sauce. Ooh. Seems like that's a thing that all the pizza places are offering now. You can get a pizza with no sauce on it, just ranch yeah. or just barbecue sauce. Yes. And I don't mind ranch and I love good barbecue sauce, but that seems like a lot of barbecue sauce for one pizza mm-hmm. every slice non-stop ranch that'd be a lot wouldn't it i think so. i like i don't mind a dip i'm a dipper i will dip no problem i prefer creamy garlic over ranch but i'll take a ranch if there's no creamy garlic around and i i like the sauce though if a place has good sauce sometimes i'll order extra sauce well i'm gonna tell you because i have tried many of them and and based on the results of my personal experimentation science if you will <laughs> <laughs> And I know it's going to sound cliche because there's so many of them. It's a massive franchise. But Domino's and Pizza Nova have the best sauce Mm. going for takeout pizza. Domino's and Pizza Nova, you say? Okay. I'm I'm excluding the mom and pop shops because depending on where you are, you may not have tried them. But amongst the big chains, Pizza Nova, Domino's, best sauce by 
Oh. Although Pizzaville is pretty good. It's a slightly different kind of sauce. But no, Pizza Nova, Domino's. Who would you go with? You know, my my go-to when we're talking about, and we are talking about big chains here, so okay, fine, because there's a lot of mom and pop uh, shops that I really like around Those where are I live. often better, by the way. Yeah, they are. I like uh, MJ's here. Anyway, whatever. If I were to pick big chain, my usual go-to is Pizza Pizza. Now, for a couple of different reasons, I always like the crust pizza, best. Pizza Pizza? Yeah, I always like really? the crust best. Yes. It's um, burnt. Really? I, don't, I always, anytime I order pizza pizza, I find the crust really fucking crunchy. I like crunchy crust. See, and that's why. I don't like a super soft crust. I don't want my crust to take over the, the taste compared to the sauce and the cheese. I need a good blend, and I do like a little bit of crisp. So that makes sense. So that's probably why I like it a little bit more. I also prefer, like, a, if I can get it, I'll get, like, a flatbread. Um, they also have keto pizzas there, which I really like. All in all, pretty good. I, I'm still trying to figure out who has the best sides, though. Because, you know, when you order sides, sometimes you think, yeah, I'll get into some wings. Maybe I'll, I don't know. Like, garlic bread to me is pointless. It's just fucking bread. It's just a waste. It is. It's a waste of room in your tummy for other goodies. So I'm just, I'm still trying to find that place that has all the good sides I like. Because I feel like if I find a good pizza, they don't have good wings. And if I find good wings, I don't bother getting anything else from the menu. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Sides are important. And, and let's be clear about something right now. Something that I think we can all agree on. Many of these pizza places are taking advantage of us with their side offerings because they're trying to convince you that with your your large three topping pizza, a big order of fucking potato wedges is a good side (laughs) or fries. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody should be eating potato wedges or fries with their pizza. Yeah, Can we lighten it up a little bit? Thank you. Yeah. Hey, you want a side to go with your pizza? There's so many different options. So many different. You don't need atypical run-of-the-mill wedges like you get at every other fast food restaurant. No. They also don't pair well together. No, and they're boring. And who wants carbs on carbs? Give us something different. Have the wings. Have the poppers. Have anything. Yeah. But stupid wedges as a side. Give me a break. Spin dip and veggies. Like anything else. That's a little bit a little bit lighter. I could have a salad. Woo. Yeah. Just to see. No, but again, I, I get that you probably sh- don't want a salad with your pizza, well, but you know what I mean. I don't mind a salad with the pizza. The problem is people who make pizzas don't make good salads. That's a good problem. Well, everywhere good I've point. gone. Every, unless it's a, I'm not talking about actual like Italian restaurants because they will make a good salad and a good pizza. It's great. But I'm talking about the traditional takeout option, quick fix. Nobody's got a good salad. They throw a few pieces of romaine maybe a couple iceberg slabs they're always like oversized the containers are dinky and they give you like a massive packet of dressing for two pieces of leaf give me a fucking break here you can't win with those so i don't even bother the other thing they have at papa john's as part of their bacon mania we got a little sidetracked is their bacon jalapeno popper rolls this seems like something I could try and make at home because oh. I'm kind of curious about oh, it. Oh, I do poppers all the time. Poppers so, are easy. Oh, really? What do you yes. make them with? What kind of pastry? Okay. Oh, I don't see. I'm keto, so I don't do the pastry. I skip the pastry. But you can do poppers. So you clean out the, the japs there, the jalapenos, mm-hmm. and you put in uh, cream cheese. You can put in flavors of cream cheese. I just like plain good old-fashioned cream cheese in there. And you wrap them with bacon. You sprinkle them with a little bit of Parmesan on the top. Let them get nice and crispy in the oven. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Did we just convert to a food podcast? We might have. We might have to change our category in <laughs> iTunes or something. <laughs> it's all we've been talking about pretty much. <laughs> 
These ones are filled with cream cheese, hickory smoked bacon, and jalapeno. But they didn't put everything in the jalapeno. They cut up the jalapeno and put it in their batter and deep fried it. And here you yeah, go. yeah. See, that's where you lose me. But I like a good fresh one. Give me and give me those options. Give me some fresh options. Come on, expand your kitchen just for me, fuckers. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as we record here, I just decided to open up the Scott and Cat Facebook page, and ugh. so I do a daily post every day, and I just highlight some stories of interest that people might want to know about COVID nineteen. I said COVID. COVID. Doug, Doug did a news conference. <laughs> that was yesterday. very Dougie of you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that coming up. But uh, Simon here says, "What? No mention about the outbreak at the Toronto CBC office." I actually didn't even hear about it, but apparently, according to Simon here, Rebel News is the only one that'll report on it. I'm just struggling to figure out who the fuck cares. Who cares? It was two people at the CBC. And I get that there's a lot of people out there who do not like the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. But it was two cases. Is that newsworthy? Did I fuck something up by not reporting that? No, I'm sure that they're just because you mentioned it. They hate it. People do hate on the CBC. They're probably mad that the CBC isn't reporting on themselves. Which, why would they? And also, I'm sorry, is an outbreak too? Is that what an outbreak is now? Well, yeah, they had two cases. That's considered an outbreak amongst employers over 20 employees in Toronto. Okay, I wasn't sure. So, I mean, Toronto Public Health put it out there because they report all of the outbreaks. But literally, there are outbreaks in every single public health unit. Every single one of them has got some sort of an outbreak problem. And yeah, it could be two cases that are linked together from the office. Okay, fine. We don't report on the vast majority of them. If it's a major outbreak, lots of people got sick. Yeah, obviously we'll do it. Uh, Simon here feels, though, that there may be a little bit of... Um, preferential treatment because we're not reporting on the CBC, but from time to time we do report on the number of cases in schools. Uh, listen, Simon, it, it is what it is. Schools are public places and, and kids don't really have a choice about going there or not. And parents can't exactly pick and choose which school they send their kids to. So, yeah, I mean, that's relevant information. They might want to know if there's an outbreak at their kid's school. Mm. Two people getting sick at the The state broadcaster. I don't know that that's really news, but if you're interested, clearly you found it on Rebel and and good for you. Good for you. I don't even look at Rebel News. I just I can't find it in me. I just want news that's unbiased. Just give me the goddamn news. That's all I want to hear. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why everything has to have a spin on it. I know. But anyway, I know. And they're not the only ones guilty. But that's why I think if you do your go, go between a lot of different sources, don't just pick one and, and go with it. That's what I'll say. And that's coming from, you know, I, I mean, we have our 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 source that we work for um, with our radio show anyway is Global News. And I think they do a very fair, great job. But I'll check out other sources, too, and that everybody should be doing their own research before they come to any conclusions. We have some real great stuff coming up here on the After 9 podcast. We are going to talk about uh, crimes that you may have committed when you were younger. We're going to talk about Halloween, uh, saving some money, carving pumpkins. Oh, it's just going to be lovely. But before we get to that, I, I we got to be careful with this one because this is the sort of shit that people get canceled for. Doug Ford made a comment yesterday while he was down near Windsor announcing a new hospital And some people are demanding an apology. Let me quickly play for you what the premier said yesterday. We need people. And so, folks, 
If you have some hardworking people, I just have one criteria. You come here like every other new Canadian has come here. You work your tail off. If you think you're coming to collect the dole and sit around, not going to happen. Go somewhere else. You want to work? Come here. We have so much work. We can't keep up with it. Um. Okay. As carefully as we can. I, you know what? Fuck it. I don't give a shit. No, no. I don't. Yeah, no. Let's not here. Because I, I, what I heard him saying is he is targeting a certain group of people who might come into Canada and not work. He's not saying. He, is, are people accusing him? Just so I'm clear. Are people accusing him of painting everybody with the same brush and saying what he said? Well, I mean, it is a bit of a generalization, and there did definitely used to be a stereotype, for sure. Uh, and, and I think he's playing up on that. I don't necessarily think that what he said was intended uh, to be divisive. I don't think it was intended to to come across racist. I, I, I certainly see why people are trying to go there, especially in a hyper-partisan way. But I mean, I, I think by and large, he's trying to encourage people, please come to Canada, set up shop here in Ontario and go work your dick off. You're going to make good money because we have a lot of jobs that need to be filled. Mm-hmm. But he was also warning them, don't just come here and take from the taxpayers. And, and for sure, there are probably people here in Ontario, or definitely people here in Ontario that are taking advantage yes. of our generous system. Yes. But there's also Canadian Ontarian Canadian born Ontario residents that are taking advantage yes. of the government handouts and social services. So I don't know that you can necessarily put it all on immigrants. Uh there's some people that find themselves here through no fault of their own. We've had a large influx of refugees. They kept coming during the pandemic and of course they were before that. Uh, they certainly are entitled to a lot of different government programs and supports. I don't know if he was aiming it at the refugees or regular immigrants that just came here to try and find better work and more money. I don't know what he meant, but I didn't take that as a racist comment. Yeah. I didn't think he was trying to be divisive. I I never heard of that before, by the way. Um, That's new to me that specifically immigrants or refugees might be you know, stereotyped as that. I've never heard that personally. However, what I will say is, yes, there are people taking advantage of the system. And maybe it comes down to, are we giving some of them too much money where they're just able to skate on by and not work and not contribute? So is it really their fault or is it the government's fault? That's one thing to look at. Uh, Another thing is, no, people are just, some people are just straight up lazy. Um, And yes, I'm talking about Canadian born. I know Canadian born Mm -hmm. people that are fucking straight up lazy taking ei or finding ways to get uh what is the one where you're injured uh living off of that wsib yes and and fibbing as much as they possibly can and to me race gender all of it has nothing to do with it it's just a matter of if people don't want to work so they'll find ways there are people who are legitimately doing it that are doing it because they, they they want to work but they have no choice and they can't work And that's great that they have what they need. It just pisses me off that so many people abuse that system. And there are people who abuse that system time and time again. And unfortunately, generations of them, because they're learning from, oh, mom and dad did did it that way, so I'm going to do it. And then it really, it breeds that shit again and again and again. So again, I'll say I actually never even heard that stereotype. Maybe it is a generational thing. I never heard it. But I do know that if you are living here, and you're able to work and you're just living off the system, there's a fucking problem with that. And maybe it's a you problem, but maybe it's also a government problem. I think in some cases they're getting too much money. And that's the reason why. 
and look around. There are a ton of places hiring. There are no excuses. or You can't lie and say that you can't find a job. You, you can't. Maybe it's not the job that you want. You know, maybe it's not exactly what you were doing previous. Uh, but there's jobs. Look around. They're, they're hiring everywhere. It's just a matter of you got to do what you got to do. Some people maybe don't want to do that. Or, like I said, because they're able to live off this money, they won't. Who the fuck can live off of that money that they're giving out, though, right now? I don't the know. COVID money. What is it? Like 500 bucks? Uh, no, it's 200 bucks a week. Well, it, it's look, not a lot of money. You can't live off of look it. Look at the price of rent. Or or if you are lucky enough to, to continue to have a mortgage, the price of your mortgage can't, and, and all of your bills all put together. I don't get it either. I, sometimes there's maybe groups of people living under one roof that do it. I don't really know. But I wonder the same thing. Apparently it happens, though. Apparently it does happen. Could that be students that are able-bodied and able to work, but as long as they've... I don't know, lost their job wherever they used to work pre-pandemic, they're still eligible to keep collecting. Mm. Is there any requirement that they have to look for work? Because Doug is quite right. There's a serious shortage of workers. We've seen it in study after study, and you don't have to drive very far to see a whole bunch of help wanted signs. They're up everywhere. We're getting ready to open up restaurants at full capacity, likely at the end of the week. It's fucking stunning that they still haven't announced that. But, I mean, we're getting ready to open up, and I don't even know if some of these restaurants are going to have enough employees Mm -hmm. to go to full capacity. I think you're right, generally speaking. It might not be the job you want or that you're trained for, but I don't think there's a lot of people that can truly say, I've looked for work and can't find work. I think if you want a job, you could probably find one. Uh, The comment yesterday from Doug Listen, I don't know what supports we give new Canadians. I I really have no idea because I've been here all my life. But I don't think there's a huge amount of people that are coming here specifically to live off of welfare or handouts of some sort. I do think, though, there's a lot of people that if given the choice, I'm going to immigrate to North America. If you had a choice between Canada and the States, I have to think a lot of people are choosing Canada because we have free health care and they don't in the States. That's an out of pocket expense. So maybe that's what he was referring to. I don't know, but I I didn't get anything. Well, I certainly understand why some people heard overtones there or instinctively went somewhere with it. But as far as what the premier actually said, I don't think there's much there to go on if you want to try and label him a racist for that comment. I mean, he's actively encouraging people. Come to Ontario. Bring your skills. Bring your work ethic. Bring your desire for a better life, and and you'll make money. There's jobs. I wonder if we just convinced anybody to immigrate to Canada that listens around the world. (laughs) Hey, it's great. It's a great place. Come on. (laughs) Come on over. Did you ever commit a crime when you were younger, Kat, that you got away with? Well, uh, yeah. Technically, you stole something? I I'm did. Assuming? Yeah, I stole something. I don't know if I ever talked about it on the podcast, but yeah, I stole a very small item from a surplus store just because, just, just to see how I'd feel about it. And I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. A woman from Guelph, Ontario, arrested for stealing a car five years ago. Ha! Huh. You'd have to think that if five years have gone by since you committed the crime, you basically got away with it. Maybe you even think in your head there's some sort of statute of limitations. Like, if you get away with it for five years, they'll leave you alone. Not so. It's really interesting how this happened. Back in 2016, Guelph police found a stolen SUV in the parking lot of a business. 
Some of the items in that SUV they sent off to the Center of Forensic Sciences for DNA analysis. So it's there. They've got the DNA on file. It's just sitting there. Just the other day, a woman was arrested. They did a little DNA sample on her. And it matched something that was in the car that they found that had been stolen five years ago. So they write... Is, this woman was in custody for something completely unrelated to stealing that vehicle. She probably thought she got away with it. And then, boom, wait a second. You were in this SUV that we found in 2016. Fuck you. <laughs> that 30, that. The 32-year-old is now charged with possessing stolen property over 5000 and under 5000 wow. Plus, she had an outstanding warrant. Plus, whatever it was she got jammed for that found her in there in the first yes. place. That's the interesting part for me is so you're saying this woman stole this car five years ago, wasn't caught thanks to DNA, couldn't catch her. But then she continues to live the life of crime. And this could have gone either way. Maybe, you know, she would have ditched the vehicle and said, this is not for me anymore. I'm going to set myself straight. I'm going to get a a real job, if you will. And I'm going to work hard like everybody else. No, because what happens? You play bitch games, you get bitch prizes. And in this case, she got a bonus prize. Congratulations, loser. <laughs> Way to go, loser. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think the judge gives her any leniency because it's been five years or is he going to jam her just as hard as if she had stolen the car yesterday? Oh, I think that he that it should be whoever the judge might be should make it that you as if you just stole that car yesterday, because like I said, you had a chance. You did get away with it. You had a chance to turn your life around. And everybody deserves, you know, chances, especially when it comes to something. Nobody was killed in this particular incident. Maybe they could have been. Who knows if she was drunk at the time? That they can't prove, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. who knows? Nobody knows. But you had a chance. And you fucked it up. So you need to learn your lesson. Did you watch any of the Prime Minister in Kamloops, B.C. yesterday? No. no. Oh, fuck. Was it ever awkward? He had to just sit there in front of the crowd. And take it while the chief here. Let me actually get the chief's name because she is fucking good. Oh yeah, this okay. This is the one he was supposed to visit, correct? Yep. Uh, oh, <laughs> I love it. He, he was invited twice to go to this uh, First Nation in Kamloops, BC. This is the one where they found the first uh, mass grave, at least two hundred bodies they believe buried there. The First Nation chief is Roseanne Casimir. And she invited Trudeau twice to come there for Canada's first ever Truth and Reconciliation Day. Instead, he decided to fuck off to Tofino on Vancouver Island to go on vacation. Mm. He actually had to fucking fly over BC, over Kamloops to get to Tofino. It's crazy. So uh, yesterday was his big day. He shows up, hat in hand, and he had to face the music as the chief laid into him. Listen to just a little bit of this. Welcoming Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to the Kamloops of Shwetmik today is bittersweet. When we imagined welcoming Prime Minister Trudeau to our community, it was envisioned that it would be an opportunity for him to interact with a wide array of survivors, intergenerational survivors, and many different First Nations as part of September the 30th, the first National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. Two letters of invitations were sent to his office to participate in our event. For us, 
It was to show his commitment to rectifying the historical wrongs of residential school and to grieve with our residential school survivors, whether in person or by a virtual pre-recorded greeting and message for all of us here. Instead, in the middle of truth-telling, cultural grounding and sharing that unfolded as part of the commemoration of the very first National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, in this arbor, a journalist quietly informed us that the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was on vacation in Tofino. The shock, anger, and sorrow and disbelief was palpable in our community. Okay, first off, Trudeau sitting there playing with a pen like he is the most uncomfortable he has ever been in his life. I have he, no doubt. <laughs> deer in, a, in the headlights. But he kind of had it coming, didn't he? Sure. For not showing up there on the 30th? Yeah, and I mean, the moment you could feel it this way as soon as she said, when we invited, you know, <laughs> it was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. We all know. We all know what happened. Um, but you know what? Good. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is a feeling that when something like that happens, maybe you have to go through. You have to go through that discomfort to realize what you've done, right? He's not going to make that mistake again. It still surprises me he did, Scott. It still shocks me that he thought, yeah, yeah, well, I'll go ahead. Let's go. Sur- no, let's go surfing. Fuck it. Like, what are you thinking? So, you know what? Sometimes we need a little discomfort to put us in our place. And such might be the case for him. What do you think of uh, Pfizer applying to vaccinate young kids now in Canada? Ages 5 to 11 could soon be vaccinated. Pfizer has applied for approval, and it's a rubber stamp. They're going to get it. There's nothing in the clinical Mm -hmm. trials that is going to prohibit kids from getting it. Health Canada is just... I don't even know if they're going to read the whole goddamn thing, to be perfectly honest with you, because they're all over the place. But I'm pretty confident they'll approve it. They're just going to wait a little while so nobody can say they rushed it, which is kind of sad to begin with. But yes. whatever. They'll they'll leave it sitting there on the shelf for a couple of weeks and then say, yeah, no problem. Go ahead and vax the kids. Yeah. A poll came out yesterday that said only about 50% of parents are in a hurry to get their kids vaccinated. Half unvaccinated, and then you know what the next big thing is going to be. Forget your vaccine passports. The next thing is going to be, should it be mandatory to be vaccinated, if you're eligible, in school? Cat, that fight is going to be oh, way geez. worse than the restaurants. Yeah, and, and that won't happen anytime soon. I'm curious. No. It depends how quickly this goes through. But there's a lot of questions I have. I mean, will kids require that passport? So if, let's say, my kids are at the eligible age, eventually, what some people are saying is, and if I'm not mistaken, and I could be mistaken, but I believe it was Anthony Fauci who was talking about these passports that you're seeing everywhere, not just in Canada, but everywhere. And he said they'll likely be eventually just phased out completely um, because there will be no need for them. When that happens, though, that's the question mark. But until then... Does this mean that if you're going out to a restaurant, you know, you're showing your passport currently, you got to also whip out some documents for your kids, too? I assume the answer to that would be yes. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it's going. If they approve it and sorry, when they approve it for kids five to 11, because we know they're going to. Yeah, of course. They'll probably give it a couple of months to get kids vaccinated. And then they're going to say, all right, well, we're only at 50 percent right now, so we're going to have to impose the Vax passports on anyone five plus now. And then they're going to do, it'll be the same thing with kids that happen with adults, people racing out to get their kids vaccinated so they can go out for dinner on family day or over March break or at Easter or something Mm -hmm. like that. 
Mm-hmm. You can totally see it coming. Yeah. And I'm sure that once it's approved, it's also going to be a condition for travel. There's a lot of countries that will allow kids in now because they're not eligible to be vaccinated. But once they are, you know, you want to go to Disney World, do you? Yeah. Get your passport out. You want to go to the Bahamas this weekend? Eh, get the passport. Yeah. It's coming, and that's just going to fuel this even more. But there are a lot of parents that are quite passionate. I, I see some people here on social that sure. I know are parents saying, and not my kid. They're not getting vaccinated. I'm not letting them get that shot. They'll recover. Kids have minimal symptoms. All that shit's already happening, and it's not even approved yet. Yeah. So you know it's going to be another round of controversy. And and it's not just about recovery and and all of those and all of those things. It is about what you mentioned. It is about the, you are now restricted. You are now actually restricted from traveling because you're not going to go anywhere without your kids. Certain places you're not going to go without your kids. Even if let's say you're vaxxed and you're hesitant to get your kids vaxxed, because I know that's a scenario for a lot of people too, where they had no problem getting the vaccine, but. <gasps> Where they're up in the air about it is, you know, how is this going to affect long term? Um, what do my kids want to have kids one day? Will this fuck that up? Right. That's what on a lot of people's minds. And that's that's fair. But it will be those things that restrict that eventually will have things eased. And eventually it's going to be not a thing. It's going to be added to the list of shots that you have to have in your children for them to go to school to begin with. They have to have all of those things. I just went through it. So the argument to me should never be, oh, I don't want to put this in my kid, uh, you know, in order for them to go to school. Well, you have to put 10 other things in your kit before they can go to school. So are we that surprised? It is going to be the way it is. We have time, which is good to think about it. I say we because I have have young kids. Um, They're not in that age bracket yet, but they will be, in fact, beginning next year. So I have to make that decision, too. And I'm not I don't think it's an easy one for some people, for most people. But for those who have the option to do it, if they say it is safe, if they have gone through all of the proper trials, which they have, if they have done all the things they, they are supposed to do, which they're doing, then we should assume that it's, that it's long-term it's safe. And don't forget, if, if that is your worry, because I know a lot of people are really worried, we're going to fuck up the DNA in our children. I don't know. There's a lot of pregnant women that, that, took, the, that, that took the shots during their pregnancy, and they're, they're popping out perfectly healthy, beautiful babies. So I... that's enough for me. Uh, It might not be enough for other people and that's okay. Let's talk about the worst of society for a second. And I know you may be thinking uh, the asshole that goes in and confronts some teenage hostess at fucking Kelsey's because they want to go in and they aren't vaccinated. uh, That I would consider the lowest of society. People that are freaking out, you got to stop taking it out on the employees of these businesses and take it up with the government because it has nothing to do with the businesses. But even lower than them on the totem pole here is these next two people. Let's go to Missouri. 27-year-old woman on Friday night took some drugs. Mm. She got a little paranoid after she took the drugs. So she ran out of the house wearing only a scarf, basically nude. And she was running like, ah, fuck. The cops are coming. There's people after me. Holy shit, I'm high. She was on heroin, in case you're wondering. She (laughs) inadvertently, and this is what made it even worse. Not only was she freaking out on heroin, not only did she run out of the house completely naked, she ran to the field across the street from her house. Here's the problem. There was an eighth grade football practice happening at the time. She streaked across a grade eight football no, practice. Oh my god! Oh my Why god! Are you naked? Why are you oh wet? God. Oh god! You're showing everything. Cover it up for the love of God. 
She's facing a felony charge for sexual misconduct involving is. children. Yeah, you can't, you can't just do that. I can top that one. This is a 30-year-old from Florida. His name is Terry. Last Thursday, he called 911 because he was having trouble breathing. Oh, no. So, ambulance shows up. They loaded him into the back, taking him to the hospital. Lights, sirens. We got a fucking emergency here. I'm reading the police report now, and I'm not exactly sure how far between his house and the hospital they were. But at some point in this ambulance ride, Terry there decided to unzip his pants and pull out his dick. What? He started jerking off in the back of the ambulance as the EMTs were working on him. I, I'm starting to have a, I have a feeling that he's fine. I think he's fine too. Okay. But get this, there's even more. Before he started jerking off, he put a condom on. Why would you put a condom well, on to masturbate in the back of an ambulance? That's polite. Is that the polite thing to do? <laughs> oh, we don't want to ruin this for anybody else that might need it in the future. Just in case. He asked them for an ice pack at some point. So they gave him an ice pack, not really knowing what he wanted it for, just assuming he was sore or something. And he used that to continue pleasuring himself. Oh, geez. Did he fuck the ice pack? I'm or sorry. Did he just yeah. like hold it in his hand and jerk off with it? Did he? Was, is there something to numbing it? I, um, d- I, I've never used ice on my penis. I don't I know. Get, like, is it like an ice pack dick thing, a thing? I, I mean, I don't know. I've never heard of it. Is it like giving yourself the, the stranger? What is it when you sit the on your hand? The friendly stranger. Yeah, the friendly stranger. Maybe it's the same thing. You just numb up your hand a little bit or you numb up your dick or I don't know what happens. Uh, I also don't. Th- was this guy on something? Doesn't appear to be, Kat. Wow. Doesn't appear to be. Wow. That's that's so natural, huh? Okay. And, you know, it's funny because the girl who was on drugs and went streaking across a grade eight football practice got charged with sexual misconduct. That's a strange charge to me. That seems like an upgraded charge than what they could have charged her with. This guy who aggressively masturbated in the back of an ambulance (laughs) abused the whole 911 system and put those paramedics in a horrible situation. Yeah, yeah. He ended up getting charged with simple public indecency exposure. They probably could have slapped a much, much more substantial charge on that. Were there any underage paramedics in there? No? (laughs) (laughs) It's not a thing? Okay. Turns out that guy's uh, been arrested many, many times, typically for selling drugs. It's not clear why he wanted the ambulance workers to watch him masturbate, but that's what they did. Wow. You know, you must just be thinking to yourself, we could just put him out right now. We've got yeah. some shit that'll just put him to sl- put him to sleep, that yes. dirty fucker. Yes, and the paramedics, those first responders there, they've seen some shit. I'm sure that made the highlight reel, but they've seen they see shit like that. I'm sure more often than we regular folk would would like to know. Honestly, it's sad. It's time for today's After 9 podcast password. <gasps> password. We will... Wait, we should have like an intro to it. It's time for the password. Da-da. It's a good jingle. I don't know. That's all I got. I'm sorry. Uh, you're a better singer than I am. We don't, have, we don't have any big production. We don't have any big production elements for this. I'm just saying maybe we should. It's true. For the radio show, which actually has less listeners than the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
we've got fucking producers and all sorts of shit. <laughs> For stream- this, it's kind of like, ah, fuck them. They'll do Our whatever. streaming numbers are good. Hang on now. They're pretty fucking good. <laughs> so here is today's password. And this one is one I've been waiting to do for a while. No, I'm kidding. It's only the second day of this contest. Today, the word you're going to text is Doug. D-O-U-G. Text Doug to 519-571-2328. No, hang on. I know you're going to be tempted to throw a fuck you in front of that. Fuck you, Doug! (laughs) I know it, but you just text Doug. Fuck you, Doug. You can can definitely add a fuck you after it. Like, you could put fuck you, send, and then Doug, send, and boom. That'll count. That's fine. Just make sure you separate it. Okay? Good. You can say cookies, nom, 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 nom. (laughs) Just make sure you hit enter, send, and then put a separate one that says Doug. Okay? Are we clear? Fuck you, Doug! Uh, do you feel bad for this guy who, uh, we're good with the password, right? No, we're fine. We can move along. Do you feel bad for this guy that grew that huge pumpkin and thought he was getting paid and then got screwed over? I mean, yes. I do. It's a, a farmer in Wisconsin. His name is Mike Schmidt. He grew a pumpkin that was 2,520 pounds. That would have been the heaviest pumpkin grown in the county this year. Mm-hmm. It would have also earned him a prize of over $20,000. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How much fucking miracle grow do you have to add to your <laughs> garden to get a pumpkin that's 2,500 pounds? You know, and that's the thing. I, I do find it fascinating. Like, there's a lot of uh, farmers who will strive to to grow the biggest pumpkin, and then usually they display it. Um, there's a place not far from where I live, and they have a farm, and they grow pumpkins on it, and they sell pumpkins every year. I always go to them, support the family. They're awesome. And every year, they'll put their biggest pumpkin out on display at the front. It's kind of part of their, hey, welcome. Check out our big fucking pumpkin. And they're big. They're not this big. This is insane. So I wonder how long it takes or if there is a certain, uh, 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 there must be a routine to it. But imagine working your ass off in that routine. Let's say there is a secret to it, Scott. Let's say you have to get the best soil and it costs extra and you have to go out and water it at this time and that time at night. Make sure it doesn't get too damp. You have to put a tarp over it at this time to make sure it gets exactly the amount of sunlight. You grow it that big and you're like, yeah, I got the biggest bitch here. Here I go. And then you don't even win. He had a tiny, like the size of a fingernail, little scratch in it, an imperfection, if you will. And that gets you disqualified. Scott, twenty thousand dollars? Like, why aren't we growing fucking pumpkins? Like, why I don't know. Can, can I grow a pumpkin, please? Yeah, I mean, it won't take up a whole ton of your time. The bulk of the work is done at the beginning and end. The middle part, you could still do the podcast. So I don't think you could retire. (laughs) But I mean, 20K is 20K for a fucking pumpkin. Yes, and the pumpkin's doing most of the work. I mean, I'm sure it is. Like we said, I'm sure it's labor. I'm sure there's a lot to it. But 20 grand? Where where are these contests? What's happening? That's that's insane. You grow things in your garden. Didn't you say that you were trying to grow pumpkins? I did try and grow pumpkins, but... Those goddamn raccoons keep oh, fucking God. eating everything. Honest to God, I'm going to go to war. You know what? Like, I, I just want to I, I, I camp out in my backyard and just wait till I hear a little rustle and start shooting because I've had a fucking enough of these raccoons and skunks eating shit in my garden. You know what would happen? Because the raccoons tend to hate you. You would be you would grow a great pumpkin. Let's say that you grew a ginormous 
maybe a prize-winning pumpkin, and you brought it to the pumpkin fair festival or whatever the fuck it is, and you bring that pumpkin, and you're like, yeah, I made this, I, I did this. Look at me go. And they're like, okay, Scott Fox, we're about to award you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a tiny raccoon paw-shaped mark on this pumpkin. Because oh those bastards God. would do that to you. They'd be like, fuck this guy. Let's not eat it. This time, let's just scratch it so he doesn't win money. <laughs> Here is a little bit of Mike the Farmer on his almost record-setting but slightly imperfect pumpkin. My name's Mike Schmidt, and I grow giant pumpkins. Pumpkins are like ice cream. Everyone loves them. Some people say we're crazy, but, you know, we're just people that like to have a little fun out in the dirt. Uh, this is a giant pumpkin. It weighs in at 2,520 pounds. This pumpkin would have won this year. So you're looking at a pumpkin that would have been worth $20,000. Crack was the size of a fingernail. It happens. There's no crying in pumpkin growing. I know oh. I can do it again, so we just got to look forward to the future and do it again. No crying. I'm crying for you. <laughs> can, can we just go back to the beginning? Because one thing there he said is likely making some scratch their head. My name's Mike Schmidt, and I grow giant pumpkins. Pumpkins are like ice cream. Everyone loves them. Get the fuck out of here. Not everybody likes pumpkin. Go to Starbucks and see how many people like pumpkin because about half fucking love it and the other half want nothing to do with it. They don't even want to smell it when they walk in. Yeah. It's not exactly ice cream. Fuck. All right. We are real low on time, but there's a couple quick things I want to get to. Halloween is a week from Sunday as October continues to fly by at an alarming rate. And if you're thinking to yourself when you hear Halloween is a week from this Sunday and you're thinking, God, I need to get a costume. You're not alone. Just yesterday, 17,000 people took an online poll and it found some interesting things. Only one in four adults are going to dress up this year. Only one in four, 26%. But of those 26%, half of them still have no idea what they're going to dress up as for Halloween this year. No clue. So that means if you are uh, an employee at Party City or... What are those other Halloween-y Hall- type places? Spirit Halloween. Spirit Halloween, yes. You're going to be pretty busy over the next uh, 10 to 15 days. 58% of people who do plan to dress up say they've already got a specific costume in mind. The other 42% still don't know what they're going to be. I have to assume those are the ones that are waiting for something cool to come up on TikTok that they can copy. <laughs> Young people are the most likely to say they do not have a costume yet. Over half of people between 18 and 25 years old plan to wear one, but they have no idea what yet. There's two types of people, right? The people who, as soon as we get past Labor Day, start planning out what they're going to dress up as mm-hmm. for Halloween. Yep. And those who leave it to the last minute and, I don't know, end up putting on a black bodysuit and some cat ears. <laughs> Shit like that. You're specifically talking about me. I'm specifically (laughs) talking about cats. Because you're not wrong. This year, I am going to wear one, though, because I'm going to a party. So I need to find something. I'm going to wait, though. I I don't have a lot of time. I'm going to probably go later this week and just rifle through whatever's left over. Well, it's funny because you, in the last couple of years, you've come in with the cat ears. And maybe you go the extra mile and paint on the whiskers or something. (laughs) And people are like, oh, look, cat's a cat. That's great. Oh, Scott, you didn't dress up. And I think, well, yeah, because I don't like Halloween, but technically neither did she. All she did was put on a fucking headband. (laughs) She'd probably be wearing one anyway. Why do I get shit on and she gets credit for being dressed up? Oh, I got a deeper effort at least, right? (laughs) 
All right, guys, we got to bounce. We will uh, see you tomorrow with another episode of After 9. Don't forget today's podcast password, done. Text that to 519-571-2328. Have a great day. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.